Hello, and welcome to another edition of Friday Five. Now, this week, I'm going to try something different, which is rather than having five somewhat random smattering of kind of quote stories, ideas, I'm going to start focusing on a single book or a single piece of content and extracting my five favorite ideas, ideas that if I was only to remember these five things about this essay, this book, this speech, this letter, that's what I would want to remember. And so this week, what I'm going to do is share five stories, quotes, ideas from Insanely Simple, The Obsession That Drives Apple's Success, which is published by Ken Segal, who famously worked uh, with Steve Jobs very closely at both Next and then at Apple as a creative director at Shia Day. And his two biggest claims to fame really quickly are um, he helped create the Think Different campaign and effectively take that from an idea all the way through this groundbreaking uh, campaign at the time. Um, and then he also actually came up with the name uh, iMac. And the story behind that, you have to listen to the full episode, um, is fascinating and bizarre. Uh, but, you know, as by, effectively by coming up with the initial name iMac, he also came up with the naming framework that Apple has used since, the effective iBlank naming framework, which is iPhone, iPod, iPad. Um, and so, you know, he's he has a very interesting perspective. He worked with Steve very closely and he worked with him on a bunch of groundbreaking creative work. Um, and the book that he wrote is all about Apple's obsession with simplicity. And so the five ideas and stories I'm going to share today are number one, start with small groups of smart people and keep them small. Number two, people will always respond better to a single idea expressed clearly. Number three, a thousand songs in your pocket and the power of speaking human. Number four, good enough is not good enough. Be a ruthless enforcer of high standards. And number five, in a complicated world, marketing is about values. Start with number one. Start with small groups of small of smart people and keep them small. Apple encourages big thinking, but small everything else. Meeting size is a good example. Once Shia Day was installed as Apple's agency of record and we'd settled into our work, we would meet with Steve Jobs every other Monday. One particular day, there appeared in our midst a woman from Apple with whom I was unfamiliar. I don't recall her name as she never appeared in our world again. So for the purposes of this tale, I'll call her Lori. It's one of my favorite stories from the book. She took her seat with the rest of us as Steve breezed into the boardroom right on time. Steve was in a sociable mood, so we chatted it up for a few minutes and then the meeting began. Before we start, let me just update you on a few things, said Steve, his eyes surveying the room. First off, let's talk about iMac. He stopped cold. His eyes locked on to the one thing in that room that didn't look right. Pointing to Lori, he said, who are you? Lori was a bit stunned to be called out like that, but she calmly explained that she'd been asked to attend because she was involved with some of the marketing projects we'd be discussing. Steve heard it. He processed it. Then he hit her with the simple stick. I don't think we need you in this meeting, Lori. Thanks. Then, as if that diversion had never occurred and as, as if Lori had never existed, he continued with his update. So just as the meeting started, in front of eight or so people with whom Steve did want to see at the table, poor Lori had to pack her belongings, rise from her chair, and take the long walk across the room toward the door. What Lori experienced was the strict enforcement of one of simplicity's most important rules. Start with small groups of smart people and keep them small. Every time the body count goes higher, you're simply inviting complexity to take a seat at the table. The small group principle is deeply woven into the religion of simplicity. It's key to Apple's ongoing success and key to any organization that wants to nurture quality thinking. There's no such thing as a mercy invitation. Either you're critical to the meeting or you're not. It's nothing personal, just business. 
exceptional story. One of my favorite stories from the book um, that I elaborate in the full length episode. I'll spare you the commentary here, but uh, you know, kind of last point I would, I would share is when Steve called a meeting or reported to a meeting, his expectation was that everyone in the room would be an essential participant. Spectators were not welcome. We should all apply that as ruthlessly as we can in our own work, in our own lives. Okay. Number two, people will always respond better to a single idea expressed clearly. Human beings are a funny lot. Give them one idea and they nod their heads. Give them five and they simply scratch their heads. Or even worse, they forget you mentioned all those ideas in the first place. Minimizing is the key to making a point stick. Though this is common sense, it may also be the most violated principle in marketing or any other business. Your point will be more quickly understood and more easily remembered if you don't clutter it up with other points. Strangely, some of the most brilliant people on earth sometimes need to be reminded, including Steve Jobs. And here's an incredible story. Uh, it's probably my second favorite story in the book um, about Lee Clow, who's another famous, is uh, a well-known character. He was uh, he was the leader of the Shia team. He worked really closely with Ken Seagal. Um, let's jump in. At one agency meeting with Steve Jobs, we were reviewing the content of a proposed iMac commercial when a debate arose about how much we should say in the commercial. The creative team was arguing that it would work best if the entire spot was devoted to describing the one key feature of this particular iMac. Steve, however, had it in his head that there were four or five really important things to say. It seemed to him that all those copy points would fit comfortably in a 30-second spot. After debating the issue for a few minutes, it didn't look like Steve was going to budge. That's when a little voice started to make itself heard inside the head of Lee Clow, leader of the Shia team. He decided this would be a good time to give Steve a live demonstration. Lee tore five sheets of paper off of his notepad and crumpled them into five balls. Once the crumpling was complete, he started his performance. Here, Steve, catch, said Lee, as he tossed a single ball of paper across the table. Steve caught it, no problem, and tossed it back. That's a good ad, said Lee. Now catch this, he said, as he threw all five paper balls in Steve's direction. Steve didn't catch a single one, and they bounced on the table and floor. That's a bad ad, said Lee. People will always respond better to a single idea expressed clearly. They tune out when complexity begins to speak instead. Number three, 1,000 songs in your pocket and the power of speaking human. The technology that drives Apple's devices is incredibly complex. One with technical expertise uh, could write dissertations describing how these simple devices uh, do what they do, but Apple never will. It prefers to speak in more human terms. Apple didn't describe the original iPod as a 6.5 ounce music player with a five gigabyte drive. It simply said, 1,000 songs in your pocket. This is the way human beings communicate, so this is the way Apple communicates. Human speak is a hallmark of simplicity. It's a recognition that the best way to connect with people is to put things in human terms and use the words that people use in everyday conversation. And this, of course, is based, I'll show you my notes really quickly, this is in the, uh, the, the, and you could get this of course, via a newsletter. We'll send this out to you every single week, completely for free. You can find that at newsletter.outlieracademy.com. Um, but this of course was the thousand songs in your pocket was the headline used to introduce the iPod. Um, and you know, I'll just, I'll just add one short point, which is, I think a lot of people think that, uh, clever copy is using overly clever words. And, you know, one of the things that's so hard to grok about how good Apple is at copy is they don't use any bizarre words. They use all common words that, that we're all used to saying and hearing, but the sequence that they put them together and the thoughtfulness and the, the kind of wit that they embed into the sentences they write are what makes it really special. It's also what's really hard to emulate. 
Number four, good enough is not good enough. Be a ruthless enforcer of high standards. Simplicity has a merciless side. That is, there's no almost when it comes to making things simpler. Apple's longtime agency, Shia Day, is so well known for its clever t-shirts that it once published a best of book. One of its more famous t-shirts attempted to fight off the human instinct to settle for near perfection. It reads, good enough is not enough. To settle for second best is a violation of the rules of simplicity, as it plants the seeds for disappointment, extra work, and more meetings. Your challenge is to become unbending when it comes to enforcing standards, mercilessly so. In Apple's world, every manager has to be a ruthless enforcer of high standards. We should all relish that same opportunity in our own work. You can see the the t-shirt inside the newsletter. Um, And number five. In a complicated world, marketing is about values. One of Steve Jobs' most profound speeches was his introduction to the Think Different campaign in 1997. At the time, he had just come back to Apple as interim CEO after Next acquisition and his purchase of Pixar. Steve knew that the world needed to be reminded of who Apple was and what the company stood for, especially since he needed six months, as he told the team on the campaign at Shia Day, to fix the products and make them wonderful once again. Now, that's a really important detail that I think a lot of people don't get. They, they see this Think Different campaign and they think, oh man, this is just amazing. You know, and I think they... Um, that'll maybe uh, get the ulterior motive. And the ulterior motive was Apple came back, sorry, Steve came back to Apple and effectively said, these products are shit. There's no sex in them anymore. I need six months to fix the product lineup. And so he did this advertising campaign for two reasons. He did need to remind the world who Apple was and what it stood for, but he also needed time. And he needed time uh, with uh, belief in Apple to effectively be able to execute. So it's a little fascinating piece I think helps the campaign make a bit more sense. It was a powerful reminder that marketing is all about values because in a crowded, complicated, and noisy world, to stand out, you first have to be different, powerfully different. And to do that, you need to be authentic and know where you stand and why. Here's my favorite portion of the speech. To me, marketing is all about values. This is a very complicated world. It's a very noisy world. We're not going to get a chance to get people to remember much about us. No company is. And so we have to be really clear on what we want them to know about us. Now, Apple, fortunately, is one of the half a dozen best brands in the whole world, right up there with Nike, Disney, Coke, Sony. It's one of the greats of the greats, not just in this country, but all around the globe. But even a great brand needs investment and caring if it's going to retain its relevance and vitality. And the Apple brand has clearly suffered from neglect in this area in the last few years. And we need to bring it back. The way to do that is not to talk about speeds and feeds. It's not to talk about MIPS and megahertz. It's not to talk about why we're better than Windows. The dairy industry tried for 20 years to convince you that milk was good for you. It's a lie, but they tried anyway. And then they tried Got Milk, and the sales have gone up like this. Got Milk doesn't even talk about the product. Matter of fact, the focus is on the absence of the product. But the best example of all, and one of the greatest jobs of marketing that the universe has ever seen, is Nike. Remember, Nike sells a commodity. They sell shoes. And yet when you think of Nike, you feel something different than a shoe company. In their ads, as you know, they don't even ever talk about the product. They don't ever tell you about their air soles and why they're better than Reebok's air soles. What Nike, what does Nike do in their advertising? They honor great athletes and they honor great athletics. That's who they are. And that's what they're about. Apple spends a fortune on advertising, but you'd never know it. So when I got here, Apple had just fired their agency and was in a competition with 23 agencies that, you know, four years from now, they'd pick one. Quick quick aside, this is not a joke. Steve literally came back and there was a runoff between 23 different agencies. And he said, yeah, we're not going to do this and, and move forward with Shia Day, who had worked with before at Next and had really enjoyed the team. 
just fascinating that that's not like a euphemism or a joke. It's literally what he came back and, and observed. And we blew that up and we hired Shiate, the ad agency that I was fortunate enough to work with years ago, who created some award-winning work, including the commercial voted the best ad ever made, 1984, by advertising commercial by advertising professionals. And we started working with that agency again. And the question we asked was, our customers want to know who is Apple? What is it that we stood that we stand for? Where do we fit in this world? And what we're about isn't making boxes for people to get their jobs done. Although we do that well, we do that better than almost anybody in some cases. But Apple is about something more than that. Apple at the core, its core value is that we believe people with passion can change the world for the better. That's what we believe. And that those people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones that actually do. And so what we're going to do in our first brand marketing campaign in several years is to get back to that core value. A lot of things have changed. The market is a totally different place from what it was a decade ago. And Apple is totally different. And Apple's place in it is totally different. But values and core values, those things shouldn't change. The things that Apple believed in at its core are the same things that Apple really stands for today. And so we wanted to find a way to communicate this. And what we have is something that I'm very moved by. It honors the people that change the world. Some of them are living, some of them are not. But the ones that aren't, as you'll see, you know that if you ever used a computer, it would have been a Mac. You know that if they ever used a computer, it would have been a Mac. The theme of the campaign is think different, honoring the people who think different and who move this world forward. And it is what we are about. It touches the soul of this company. I hope that you feel the same way that I do. That is this week's Friday Five. I hope you enjoyed it. All the quotes and stories are from Insanely Simple, The Obsession That Drives Apple's Success. I highly recommend the book. I highly recommend you listen to the full episode. It's actually a two-part episode. Um, there's so many great ideas in that book. My copy is dog-deared. It's filled with uh, with, with underlines. Um, and so please do two things. Number one, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe. You can subscribe at uh, outlieracademy.com slash Friday Five. You can spell that whatever way you want. It all redirects to the same place, Friday 5. Um, and, and then a second thing is purchase this book. It's a fantastic book. Uh, you can find a link in the show notes. You can find a link on YouTube and in the, in the episode notes. Uh, there will be a link very close to wherever you're seeing or, or reading this. Um, thank you so much. And if you enjoyed this, I'll be back again and we'll do this every single week. We'll take the five best ideas from whatever piece of content is inspiring me or whatever we profiled that week, whether it's a long form book, whether it's an essay, it's a speech, it's a letter. Um, and you know, effectively the way to think about this is you're going to get the very best ideas by spending maybe 5%, 2% of the time that you would spend reading the whole thing. Um, and so if you find that interesting, you can also subscribe. You can become a member of Substack. It's only $15 a month, $150 a year. Um, and you can find that at outlieracademy.com. Just click on newsletter, or you can also go to newsletter.outlieracademy.com. Thank you.